Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 14 of Dole Whips and Double Doubles. My name is Ryan Miller, and sitting beside me is my wife, Lauren. Hello. We are from Hamilton, Ontario, and we are one half of the Double Doubles. Uh, as always, sitting across from us are the other half of the Double Doubles. We have Ryan and Lauren from London. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Uh, so today's episode, we are going to be talking about air travel to Disney, uh, and today we're going to be talking about uh, specifically Disney World. Um, we'll get to Disneyland air travel in uh, in another episode. Uh, but specifically, we're looking at uh, how do Canadians um, or honorary Canadians, I guess, if you're listening, um, fly down to, to Disney World in Florida. Uh, so maybe let's talk a little bit about uh, flying directly out of Canada to start. Um, and the fact that there are specific airports that have uh, U.S. Customs already on site. Um, and I have the list in front of me. It is Calgary, Edmonton, Halifax, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. So the major hubs um, where you can essentially cross the U.S. border, cross U.S. Customs while you're still in Canada so that when you fly into, into Orlando or into the States, uh, you don't have to go through customs there at the airport. And, and of course, that's a benefit because if you want the Magical Express with your luggage, you're going to want to go from an airport mm. that already has that customs before because, of course, you're going to have to pick up your luggage on the carousel if you're clearing customs at the airport in Orlando. I right. think let's talk a little bit, I think, because that's a really big part about flying into Walt Disney yeah, World absolutely. if you're staying on site. Mm -hmm. um, so if, if you're staying at a Disney resort, that means you can use Disney's Magical Express, which is a complimentary um, airport shuttle. So from uh, that's only from Orlando International Airport. MCO. Um, yeah, the so there's another, there's a couple other airports around. Yeah. Yes. And I, Sanford. Sanford. Yeah, Sanford it's SFB. pretty far out. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's the benefit. We always fly into MCO um, because we love the Magical Express. So it's going to take you from the airport airport to your Disney resort and then vice versa. And again, free. So part of that is, uh, like you mentioned, Ryan, the luggage tags and picking up your, um, luggage. So when you sign up and get a reservation for Disney's magical express, part of that program is that they'll send you these yellow stickers to put on your luggage, which means Disney will pick up your luggage for you and deliver it to your resort room. Um, they say sort of around three hours kind of after your arrival. So it means that when you get off the plane, you just go right to the Magical Express pickup spot. You don't have to stop and pick up your luggage. And while it's like Ryan and I love that aspect, I would imagine if you have kids, it's like just that much better. Yes, but you do have to plan ahead because if you get to the resort, like we did one time mm -hmm. and forgot our bathing suits and our carry-on right. or our checked baggage, that was a pain. Um, so yeah, you definitely want to plan ahead and put that, those bathing suits in your carry-on and any snacks and things like that. Mm -hmm. Medication. You know, yeah, you want to be prepared for sure. Uh, but yeah, if you have to bring a stroller or you have to bring mm -hmm. car seats, like I remember one time we had... I think we had two strollers, two car seats, two check bags, and then two little kids. Like, yeah. not enough hands, you know? So. Right. Now, one thing I would say, you do not need uh, a car seat if you are staying on property and you're using Magical Express. Um, with the, the Florida travel laws, you can 
you know, just have babe in arms mm-hmm. on the but shuttles. If you're renting a car, if you're renting to go a car, to yes. the cruise yeah. port or something mm-hmm. like exactly. that, you're going to need that car seat. So, uh, so Magical Express um, is probably the biggest plus about flying into into MCO, mm-hmm. um, and and you do need a resort reservation. It's something that you book ahead of time. Uh, so I think it's about six weeks is the general consensus, so that you can get your luggage tags from Disney. Yeah, they mail them out, so they kind of say that you should receive them around thirty to forty days prior to your trip. Um, you can request uh, extra tags, so. Mm-hmm. Um, either you call or if you booked with a travel agent, have them call and you can request an additional, uh, tag. So Depending on bags. how much checked luggage you're, yeah. you're going to be traveling with. Um, it's also, uh, it's also the kind of thing that if you, you, you can still get the luggage tags, um, for, for Magical Express, uh, if you're not flying out of the major Canadian airports, uh, directly, but, um, but as Ryan mentioned earlier, uh, you would in order to clear us customs once you fly into into mco you have to go to the luggage carousel pick mm-hmm. up your pick up your bags go through customs and then you can there is another carousel you can leave them if you want uh magical express to just pick them up or honestly at that point i would just take them with us yeah. on the bus if you're if you're going to pick them up personally so yeah. for us um we have the Hamilton airport, which is small, but there are flights out of that airport to MCO. So that would be an example of an airport where you might find a good deal, uh, but you're probably going to have to do that yeah. additional step. And yes. now we have Swoop flying out of London yeah. direct to MCO on Wednesdays and Saturdays. We are so excited about this. Now, I mean, we're a little nervous about Swoop and its <laughs> quality and uh, whether or not it's going to be consistent, but I'm willing to try it because so, direct is amazing. That's a good point. Maybe we should touch a little bit on on sort of what, like the, just the different airlines. Right. Like yeah. you said, like Swoop, where it might be better, um, better price, but... You're going to pay extra well, for your carry-on. You're going to pay yeah. extra if you have yeah. to call in. You have yeah. to pay extra if you want to change. But is that worth it, you know, to not drive to Buffalo like we do or to yeah. Toronto? So just things to consider about yeah. some of those, uh, I don't know, what would you call them? Budget airlines, I guess? Yes, yes. I would. Um, so Swoop is in there. Uh Spirit Frontier. I mean, they're out of they're out of the U.S. and yeah. and very low cost. But yes, you'll pay extra for every little right. thing. Yeah. Um, my dad is coming with us on a trip next year and he is dead set that he's flying out of London, which is where we live. He is not willing to drive and he does not want to drive to the airport far away in the morning. He's had a bad experience. Well, and and we're doing a cruise to Fort Lauderdale. So there is no direct, there's not too many direct flights from London anywhere, frankly. Right. There's none from London to Fort Lauderdale. So his flight is London to Montreal, Montreal to Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And, and he'd rather do that. Yeah. So you just have to be aware of like what your options are and, and what matters to you. And yeah. if yeah. not driving really matters to you, then that might be worth it. We drive a lot. We mm-hmm. always leave from Detroit. I, we've left from Flint. We've left from Buffalo, New York, uh, or tried to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we left yeah, Niagara <laughs> yeah. and Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo. But uh, we really have most luck with Detroit, and usually it saves us $1,000 for the four of us. So and even with the exchange, you find oh, it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, we just flew. We just did Universal at the last week of August. And for the four of us from uh, Detroit to Orlando, it was $600 Canadian. 
Wow. Which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. So the one Incredible. thing I would say about Swoop, and I'll use London as an example, uh, Swoop is the only air carrier that will go from London direct to Orlando, um, which, again, I, I know lots of people who are like, I just want the convenience. Mm-hmm. I want to just drive my kids to the airport. And, of course, London's not that big, so you can get mm-hmm. to the airport anywhere from London within you know 20 minutes to, to 30 minutes. The problem is, is especially in the winter months, if something happens and your one flight on a Wednesday is canceled, your next flight is Saturday. Um, Swoop doesn't have the capacity because it's not a big airline. It is somewhat propped up by WestJet because they are owned by WestJet, but they don't have the same um, fleet size that other air carriers do. So you are now in a small airport with really no option, and you're either going to have to decide, well, am I going to drive to Toronto? Am I going to drive to Detroit? Um, And so in some instances, obviously, it's going to be a judgment call. For us, I just... I don't think I feel comfortable. We've had an experience with Allegiant and Niagara where our flight got canceled and we had a cruise the next day and we had to drive to Buffalo and buy a last minute fare on Southwest, which cost us a ton um, because there was no other flights at the airport. You're really at the mercy at that right. moment. Um, and now, I mean, had we had a travel insurance, some of that might have been covered, but... Well, you'd still have to do something at some point. Yep. Yeah, you'd still have to figure out your plan. Yeah, travel insurance or not. So just something to kind of think about. If you are going to book from a smaller Canadian airport um, or even a smaller American airport, really... Um, think about your time, think of your backup plans, really process what it's going to look like if something goes wrong. If that happens in a Detroit airport, a Toronto airport, Buffalo airport, you might have 10 or 12 planes going to Orlando on that day and you can maybe kind of figure it out. Or, you know, if it's Delta, Delta's going to have enough planes that they can kind of figure it out if something happens with one of their planes. The smaller companies, Allegiant, Swoop, um, they just know they don't have that capacity. And there's also that situation that could happen returning home, right? Yes. So that same thing you could be, I mean, sure. If you decide you're going to go out later, you just go home and change all your plants, but you could also get stuck on the other end coming yeah. back. So it's important to yeah. think about that. The only thing about that though, is you're in Orlando. That's so, true. You That's know? true. Come on. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, and the Tampa airport's only an hour away from yep. Orlando, although that was not the greatest drive. We yeah. recommend it, but it's doable. The, I mean, there's, um, Tampa's actually very Jacksonville close. Jacksonville is actually not as far as you yeah. would think. It's about three hours from Orlando and it has some good prices to fly into Jacksonville. So there are definitely options. Mm-hmm. Um, is this where we talk about our trip home? Instead of waiting yeah, for us. the next yeah. flight to get out of Orlando, we rented so, a car. Yeah, because so. yeah. you guys, you you dealt with a cancellation, a canceled yeah, flight. Yeah, Hurricane Dorian yeah. Uh, didn't like our flight, and so canceled it a few days beforehand. And the way that Dorian kind of uh, stayed off the coast for a long time, and of course battered uh, Bahamas, unfortunately, uh, really kind of uh, made a lot of the plans for a few days really up in the air. And they had canceled our flights uh, numerous days beforehand. And one thing I would say is, again, thinking about Spirit versus Delta, Spirit canceled their flights at the snap of a finger. Delta waited a long time. Again, I would say that's the benefit with a company like Delta. There are so many planes, they can really juggle their system Mm -hmm. quickly. And they're a little bit more limber. Somebody like Spirit, they don't have as many planes. They don't have as many staff. So they can't, once they've canceled it, they can't get it back up quickly. Delta obviously still has that capacity. So we went with Spirit because it is almost always a better price. Again, you get what you pay for, so do know that. Um, And so anyways, yeah, our flight was canceled, and there was no scheduled return for it at that moment. And so we were kind of stuck. And nothing else we could afford. No, 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 there was only first class with Delta, which were like 1,500 American in each. Um, At that moment, again, yeah, I mean, we were so last minute. So we decided um, to rent a car, which 
cost us, um, it was 140 American from the Orlando Hyatt Convention Center um, to the Detroit airport. And Which is not a bad deal. No, no, crazy, because I know you could look at that price a hundred different times and it would be far more money. Um, and we got an SUV and wasn't our plan. We didn't enjoy the drive home. Uh, it wasn't as bad as it could have been, but it certainly wasn't glamorous. Yeah. It wasn't a three hour flight. Uh, but you know what? We made it home. And so that is definitely an option to, to kind of keep in mind. Again, we were flying into Detroit. It was really the hurricane that, that snagged us. There wasn't really much of a backup plan. We could have waited, but we would have waited probably four or five days. And Lauren, you mentioned to me earlier that uh, you didn't get an email about this cancellation. Right. It was only so because that's... Ryan logged into the Spirit system to see that the flight was canceled. I don't think we not, ever did Not get only did I not get an email, email, I actually got emails. So I had checked right. on the Thursday and the flight was canceled. On the Friday, they emailed me to let me know I should purchase my bag. And on the Saturday, oh. I got an email saying, make sure you've selected your seats. So they they haven't stopped those automatic Yeah, so emails. those emails were quite... So, I mean, if you weren't paying attention, you would yeah. have easily showed up to the airport Absolutely. on Saturday night and Absolutely. been surprised that your flight was canceled. So good lesson. Like, keep yeah. an eye on the on the website. Yeah. Keep an eye on... Even, I know MCO... Even the MCO airport website. And, the tw- right? and Twitter. Yeah. They yeah. were yeah. keeping... Um, everything really updated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, check the website if you yeah. know that there's weather or if you just want to double check and be sure, check the website, tr- check Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, check your carrier's website. Yeah, yeah. don't necessarily just wait for that email. That's right, which and also, really surprised me. To to kind of bring it back to your resort stay, um, you're going to get a shuttle back from your resort to yeah. the airport. If your flight changes, and again, another reason to kind of keep in mind, Disney might not know that information. They might not know that your flight yeah. has changed. Maybe the flight number has changed, which then, of course, they certainly wouldn't know because they wouldn't have your flight number on file if it's changed. So definitely let them know and say, oh, my flight's now leaving two hours earlier, two hours beforehand, mm-hmm. two hours after, um, because that will impact your Magical Express shuttle back to MCO we to the airport. In, uh, we went on a trip last year. Um, and just before we, about half an hour before we were set to get on the Magical Express to go back to the airport, uh, we got an email saying that our flight was delayed almost four hours. Yeah. And so we thought, well, we don't want to wait forever at the airport. So because we were already being picked up like three hours prior to this to this flight. Um, so we tried to get on a later Magical Express and they said, we can't put you on a later one. So we decided just to get on it and go. And it's a good thing we did because our flight got bumped back up. So we actually ended up being delayed like not, half an hour. Yeah, not even an hour. Oh wow. So I'm really glad that we did that and we didn't just wait. So that was kind of a lesson. Waiting might, you know, we might have waited hours, but it's kind of good to stick within that yeah. that time and that original wow. plan. So just to, you know, err on the side of caution. But yeah, that's a, um, a good point about keeping the reservation up to date mm-hmm. uh, and you should be getting if you're taking the magical express back to the airport to Orlando International Disney will leave an envelope on your resort door um, the day before your departure telling you what time you need to be down there to catch that bus yeah. um, and giving you instructions one thing we like we always fly out of the states uh, we usually fly out of Buffalo for us it's an easier commute than to Toronto um, and like you, it's cheaper. We usually fly Southwest. Um, I like JetBlue, but they're usually pricier. Um, and they have less flights. They have less flights. And I like a direct flight, you know, for something that's Absolutely. going to be under three hours. And I don't love flying. I don't want to be. I hate the stress of having to catch that yeah. connection. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. So it's a short yeah. flight for us. So we go out of the States and then we find um, if you're flying on some of those domestic airlines within the States, 
you can check your bags at your resort and get your boarding pass printed there at your resort. And they'll do that, I think, from 5 till noon. Yeah, 5 a.m. to to noon every day. So we usually get our bags down there pretty quickly, let them take care of it at the resort. They give us our boarding pass. And then when we get to the airport to MCO, we just go um, right to security and... and, uh, TSA. So there are uh, specific airlines that uh, that the resort airline check-in service is available for. Um, they are. It's not many, uh, but it's Alaska Airlines, American Airlines, uh, Delta Airlines, JetBlue, Southwest, and United Flights. So those are all the airlines that if you if you are flying domestically um, for out of MCO uh, on one of those airlines, you can check your check bags. Uh, at your resort starting as early as 5 a.m. and your bags will just go to the mm-hmm. airport and be on your flight for you. Yeah, we've never had issues. No. And um, we've never done it because we always use yeah. Spirit. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's the yeah, the trade-offs of the the, the budget airlines. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you're definitely saving a lot um, because the difference can be pretty significant. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but not always. But we've, not always. We have had times where Delta is cheaper than Spirit. So you yeah. do really have to pay attention. Don't assume. And if you are taking a bag, a checked bag per person, it gets pricey. Sometimes yeah. that bag is 60 or $80 US right. to check. So that's, I mean, that's just crazy. With Southwest, you get two bags free. Amazing. Yeah. So that's something that yeah. you it's also want to weigh. It's a hard deal to pass up. Yeah, if you're going to go for two weeks, yeah. it might be worth. And on our flight home, on our most recent trip, they had Wi-Fi. And then you could watch, like they had TV yes. and movies available to watch on your device so they don't have tvs but the, that was the first time i experienced but you can that. connect yeah your yeah, device so to their that, wi-fi that was kind of a nice. nicer plane and better food and right. yeah etc cetera, etc cetera. like yeah. spirit is small but you are tight in there i'm not for lying. a family of four oh, that last last plane we flew on was no, I flew on a spirit plane before we got there. When, when I was without the kids, maybe that's why I felt yeah, bigger. Right. But it was it was a very big plane. You, it was like forty four rows. Oh wow! Six people, like six people in a row. Yeah. I mean, it was a huge plane and very new. Very, I was very impressed with the spirit plane. And now, I flew Frontier on the way down with right. the children. Um, which turbulence, which that's why I don't like, I did not enjoy that, but, um, who knew that frontier is supposedly one of the most, uh, environmentally friendly because they are so bare bones that (laughs) it actually is lighter to fly by charging you for your bags. You take less, you use less gas. They have, um, really tiny little, uh, tables that fold down. So that's less weight, less gas. There was a whole bunch of uh, examples of that. So I thought, well, that makes me feel a little bit better because I always feel guilty about flying. Um, and, and, uh, Frontier wasn't bad, but it was, and, you know, tight. maybe that's the kind of thing that for that three hour flight, yeah. it's manageable, totally. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many and, things to consider. Um, the, the people were lovely. I've had flight attendants that are not lovely, but yeah, I've had mostly yeah. good ones. I have a question. Well, like how early do you guys buy your flights? If you're planning That's a great question. Yeah. We pay attention a lot. I have a, the Hopper app, which is somewhat accurate but i also find google will tell you your yeah. flights are high for this time mm-hmm. and then that's a good indication that you might want to wait so just google flights yeah google.ca backslash flights is a phenomenal I, and tool. i think it's getting better i think it's been you know in a couple of years one thing to keep in mind it will not show you southwest 
It also right. will not show you charter flights from Sunwing or Air Transat, so you okay. will have to go on their websites as well independently. Um, and Sunwing and Air Transat can have great deals or great yeah. kind of uh, random flights from Toronto, so definitely kind of keep that in mind. But google.ca backslash flights is a great tool. And I love to use. the they have a couple features. You can click on uh, search by date, so you might discover going on Thursday is right. a whole lot cheaper than going on Friday, and you know there you get an extra mm-hmm. day in. Uh, yeah, we always book um, our resorts first because those are yeah. easier yes. to change Absolutely. usually. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we we have a trip in December. We're going on a cruise. We're we were planning to go down the day before, uh, so December first. And when we looked at flights, they were. And when did we look? Uh, just about as August? soon as they were released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know. So we were looking at Southwest. Um, I want to say it was early August that we were looking. Um, and flights were two, about $200 cheaper per person. Half the price almost. Yep. Um, if we went, if the, we day went the day before. That's incredible. So yeah. instead, we switched our dates. We added on an extra night. And we're just like, we're going to all cram into one room for one night. Mm-hmm. We'll be at Disney one, you know, one more night and make a day of it. Um, but overall, we... We save money. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right about that that date flexibility there. I've read that 140 days out is the best time to book. Right. I've found that to be true for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think I'm always paranoid because, you know, lots of websites will say, you know, about six weeks out, the airlines will have deals mm-hmm. um, because they're trying to sell seats. And I, I completely understand the logic is there. I personally would probably be a basket case if I had to wait until six weeks before yes. I was traveling. Yeah, I know. We um, have flights to book for March and I'm getting nervous. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. I, I, for, for Southwest, they released like months at a time. Yes. Um, and so we're kind of always looking for those release dates uh, because for us, purchasing the flights as far out as they're released uh, is in our minds, the best deal that we're probably going to get. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Because yeah. I, I the price will go up as less seats become available. That's right. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess it is, yeah, <laughs> like the the uh, the tidbit of information or the tip that we're, that we're providing is, unfortunately, there's not like, there are lots of great tools, but there's not one tool that will show right. you all flight um, yeah. information. So it really does pay for you to do a little bit of research um, to look at more than one airport as to whether or not uh, flights are going to be cheaper. Um, look at more than one airline. Like your, your Google Flights is great for for most things, but you do want to check out uh, the charter flights of Air Transat mm-hmm. and and, compare and, Sunwing those... and and definitely Southwest because yeah, compare your Canadian and yeah. and American flights. Yeah, because we if it's close enough to you, we've touched on that a couple times. But yeah, the the cost savings can be pretty significant. Just by crossing the border. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some advantages to that. So we actually right, bought yeah. a Nexus card for everybody in the family. Now, when you're traveling with, in order to use your Nexus card, everyone in the car has to have one. So when wow. we take grandma, we can't use our Nexus card. Grandma needs to just go get one. It's true. Grandma's <laughs> actually quite upset that she doesn't should have taken her with <laughs> And That's... the Nexus process is not perfect. We actually had to go, you can go to Detroit or you can go to Niagara Falls. You have to make an appointment in it's advance. It's an in-person interview, right? It is, right? yeah. And, and we had to take the kids and they had to get their irises oh, scanned wow. and all this real rigmarole. But um, it's good for five years. It's $50, good for five wow. years. And I think the kids' cards were free. I don't even think we paid for them. Um, and you just basically hold up your card in the Nexus line when you're crossing the border by land. 
Sometimes they also ask for your passport. So you obviously mm-hmm. don't travel with with just your Nexus card, but you don't always have to show your passport. And usually it's one question and you slide right through. The one thing that's annoyed me is there's times where we go to cross the border. Maybe it's like in the middle of the night or whatever. And the Nexus line isn't open. Okay. And, right. and then there's been times where I thought, oh, somebody didn't show up to work here. Come yeah. on. <laughs> um, you know, because it should I, be open. But wow. for the most part, like we travel enough that it's certainly worth it. The other really amazing thing is that you can put in your Nexus number, which is actually, there's a number on the back of the card that acts as your TSA number. So um, it it allows you to be sort of pre-approved for security. And this time I was with the kids by myself. It was just wonderful. I didn't have to take my shoes off. I didn't have to worry about the liquids. I did have my liquids separate, but I didn't even, they didn't even blink an eye. Um, And we just slid right through security. You go to the front of the line in security and that can be a huge uh, advantage. And it's definitely really nice in MCO because the MCO customs when you're coming back Mm. can be huge weight like security line can be really big in, in yeah. Orlando you, you know so, they you know they have long lines when they yeah. post the wait times That's where right, they say yeah. it's kind of like you're at Disney yeah. where you get a, a standby line, line yeah. time of your your time through security could take between this time and this time and so if you're TSA pre-approved you're often especially, going right to the front of the line especially when you're traveling at those peak holiday times yes. right like yeah. that's when those lines get get quite long huge difference. and in the middle of the day when yeah. when it's easiest for everyone mm-hmm. to fly like if you're flying yeah. first thing in the morning or last thing at night um chances are good that the security line is going to be a little shorter but uh but yeah you never know and so having yeah, the and TSA I preclearance. Know. I didn't know about that till you I mentioned know. it. So. And when you go to book your flight, there's a place where you can add the number. Oh, and nice. I've done it with Frontier and I've done it with Spirit and it was really easy. You just have to know that it's there mm-hmm. and you know what number to put in. But if you Google that, you, it's obvious. Um, so I was really, it took a little while to actually feel like we got our money's worth out of the Nexus card. But um, in the end, I think, you know, over five years, we definitely use it a lot. And, and it's worth it. Yeah. So that's yeah. been really smooth. You mentioned um, like having your liquids bagged. So I thought yes. we should talk a little bit about sort of um, what the, to expect with like the carry on mm-hmm. and the security process. So um, yeah, you're only allowed, is, I don't, I don't 100 remember. milliliters. Okay. Yeah. So travel size are always good. Yeah. And I checked, and most of my travel size, like shampoo and stuff, mm-hmm. is 90 milliliters. So you should should be good, um, but it's really hard to find nice sunscreen yeah. or the kind of sunscreen yeah. that we like in the small travel package. So, I mean, if you've got checked in bag, checked bag, then just put it all in your checked bag and don't worry about it. But if you're only taking carry on because you don't want to spend all the money on your checked bag, then you know pay attention to the size of your liquids and put it in a, a plastic bag. Take the plastic bag out, put it right in the a tray that goes through the security um, scanner and it should be fine. Mm-hmm. It's when you leave that, you know, one moisturizer yeah. in the bottom of the bag, they're going to dig it out. They're going to make you stop. They're going to check everything. So, and I've, they have taken our sunscreen. So our sunscreen, we forgot on the way back. It's yeah. too big. They throw it in the garbage. Um, so that, that's a challenge. Um, but just this last trip, we used Instacart yeah. and we actually had these, the sunscreen delivered to the room so that we could have a big uh, spray sunscreen and that was great. Yeah, we find because we use the Magical Express and we usually arrive early enough that we head to the park, um, you need sunscreen. Yeah. So we usually bring a travel size with us just to have right away. And then we pack those larger mm-hmm. spray ones um, in the luggage. But yeah, and snacks. This is mm-hmm. the other thing you have to be really, they, don't, they do not want you to bring any like non-packaged yeah. 
Um, like you can't bring in and through your own like snacks. Definitely no water, no drinks. Right. Empty um, that water bottle before you try yeah. to yeah. go through security. It's so embarrassing. And they do have signs, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's just, uh, there's a lot of things they don't like you to do. So I just don't bother bringing any food or drink. Now that's harder for us because we have little yeah. people, right? And our little people get hangry. So yeah. what I have done, it's not that they told me we couldn't have the Mm -hmm. snacks or that they threw them out, but they basically had to go through our whole bag. So now I put all the snacks in one bag and I put that in the um, carry-on. And so like granola bars, right? Not liquids, but things, and that are pre-packaged. So they're still sealed up. Mm -hmm. They're not going to throw those out on you. But if it's, like you say, something homemade or something. No bologna sandwiches. Right, right, yeah. Um, (laughs) Trying to eat those in the car before you get (laughs) to the which we did. Before you spend spend seventeen dollars on a bologna sandwich. Oh my exactly. <laughs> as soon as you yes. cross that that gate, yeah. right? There's stuff available, yeah. but it's uh, at a premium price, exorbitantly yes. priced. Yes. So. Yeah, it's hard, $6 hard to find bologna in Buffalo yeah. before the airport yeah. or Detroit. You gotta totally. pay. And yeah. electronics. That's the other thing that you have to pull yes. out separately. Yes. Yeah, um, laptops, gaming. I think anything consoles. anything yeah. larger than a cell phone, they just yeah. want you to have out um, and just kind of put it separate and, and run it through. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you do all that, it should be pretty smooth. It's true. And once you've done it a few times, it really yeah. doesn't feel like a big deal, but you know, it's hard to remember. Do I have to take off my shoes this time? Yes. Do I have, what a, but if you have sort of a plan ahead of time, mm-hmm. I think it does reduce the and stress. And they're always very stern, right? I know. Like, like they're very, although I do love our people in London. Oh, Here okay. in London, it's pretty small. Yeah, pretty well, chill. that's pretty chill. Yeah, it's pretty chill. I mean, I'm okay with them they being probably see stern. 500 people a day. I don't and know. Like, it's the same. Like, it's a, it is an important thing. So I'm yeah. okay with them being yeah, intimidating sure. and doing their job yeah. and being diligent. But when you, like you said, if you if it's kind of the first time or first time in yeah. a long time going through and, yeah, do you see everybody else like, oh, taking off belts, like yeah. doing this. And they will tell you. But it is just nice to know and to have all those liquids and, like, anything that might possibly be construed as a liquid, like, in yeah. that Ziploc bag, yeah. have the snacks bag separately. Like, all that stuff no really helps to go smoothly. change in your pocket, all yeah. that kind yeah. of stuff. Because you're going to go through the metal detector. Yeah. And that, um, oh, that one that's, like... I just don't even think scanner. about it. I don't even think about Did it. Did you I know that? So there's a body scanner. It's an x-ray and you can request not to do that. Yes. But yeah. they pat you down, right? They will. Yeah. And but we have a friend. I would, I would recommend it. Yeah. Sometimes I just that? go for them to pet me down. Is that not... Um. Right? Is that <laughs> like for, like for really? fun? Because right? you're a little too friendly yeah. with the people. Well, I just, I just, I don't know, I'm paying for it, aren't I? It's included in the price. Right? <laughs> yeah. already, no? Is that... <laughs> They definitely won't put your kids through it, but no, you know, okay. maybe a teenager, you might want to sure. think about yeah. not putting them through. Yeah, and, that's true. Uh, yeah. Um, I think it's also probably important to note, like we, we talk about the, the care and diligence that we put into planning to planning to pack to go down. Um, but you do sort of have to have that same sort of diligence when you're packing mm. to come back, yes. uh, because you're now coming back with souvenirs, maybe <laughs> lightsaber and droid. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, so we, we came back with lightsaber and, uh, you know, there's mixed reports about how do you get a lightsaber through TSA and onto yeah. a plane and, and it had to be my, um, oh, yes. it had to be my carry on luggage. Yeah. Because with, uh, I don't know if it's the same for all airlines because we've mostly, like we said, been flying Southwest. So with Southwest, you are allowed a carry on and a personal item that fits under the seat. Right. And then you're so yeah. Personal item is under the seat. Carry on can be overhead. above. So we had like a carry on luggage piece. I usually have a knapsack or something like that. And then a lightsaber. And the lightsaber, <laughs> and the lightsaber does not fit under the seat, so there's no no chance trying to right. like 
be like, oh yeah, no, it just fits under. It's like, no, that actually has to go in the overhead. So that meant my carry-on in the overhead was my lightsaber. Yeah. And I... And I carried the carry-on luggage and the knapsack. And then you had a bag with your camera equipment. Yeah. That fit under the the lightsaber. So we had... Like no questions, they were totally fine with it. I'm. We saw people carrying lightsabers and droids everywhere um, as their carry on. So I think there's no issue. But yeah, it's just as long as you're not, you don't have those extra items. Yeah. Um, the lightsaber they gave you like a kind of like a a bag that slings on the shoulder to carry it in. So it wasn't just the lightsaber exposed. Yeah. And the droids are in a box. Yeah. Um. But, it, but it, you know, even, like, this is an, an extreme example uh, with the lightsaber, but even small things like pins, if you buy pins in the park, um, put them in your check bag. Yeah. Because, yeah. Just know, a, Just avoid that. It's... We have been known to buy an extra check bag for the road home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. On, on more was... than one occasion. And that was yeah. the nice thing about driving home. Yeah. Right. Didn't yeah. have to worry. You just right. threw it all in the trunk. Oh, awesome. Right. Bought more of the large right. souvenirs to when bring we, home. Yeah. We drove with friends last year, and our friend got a little lightsaber happy. Now, this was before the Savvy's workshop. This was They're still very nice lightsabers, but... Uh, all the character lightsabers. Yes. Yeah. He came home with three... <laughs> Three lightsabers? Three lightsabers. And a lightsaber umbrella. Oh Which we packed in the trunk. So, yeah, but we were driving, so, But had you know. we flown, it would have been a whole other story. And we chose not to, like, we were all a little tempted, I think, at the border when he said, you know, no weapons or anything. Mm-hmm. We were like, well, there's, like, <laughs> not lightsabers. Not to be cheeky and but, so we you did, know you're going to yeah. get pulled over. Then. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we haven't heard that one before. Yeah. So, and speaking of that, just if you are Canadian, you're going across the border to travel. Remember that if you stay in the States for longer than two nights, you get to bring home some alcohol. So please, for me, oh, yeah. just take it. Just buy it from the Target or wherever and buy your wine because... And then bring it here to no. our house. <laughs> <laughs> and then, no. Um, but it is, again, honestly, it's one of the things that we do at the end of all of our trips is we yeah. go and we make sure that we can stop off and get some wine because it is a little bit of a little perk. I mean... Mm-hmm. Definitely cheaper. It's definitely cheaper. You also get a wide Absolutely. Oh, yeah, tell declare them. it. Yeah. Definitely yeah. declare because, it. Uh, we have not we have not experienced it, but my parents have done a few like bus tours in the mm-hmm. States and they have been stopped at the border for quite a while because mm. people did not want to claim and oh, then they yeah, found yeah, it. Yeah. So just like, just tell them. Usually yeah. if you just tell them. Four bottles, you're allowed it. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. So just save yourself some, some hassle there. But I guess that kind of um, also counts with souvenirs and, and stuff yeah. that you're buying because depending on how long your, your trip is, um, Canada Customs, you don't have to declare up to a certain amount uh, and, but, uh, but anything above that, you probably should be declaring. We, we haven't been, uh, like any of our experiences have, you know, they ask where you've been, what are you bringing back? And we kind of, and we just say souvenirs. I yeah. think we might've been asked once or so. We usually have some receipts handy just in case, like we always keep them, um, together just in case they yep. want to see anything. Um, just keep it all in one, one spot that's, uh, within reach, but we've never, we've never had issues. Absolutely. But I don't, I don't know what would cause an issue, but I've never in all my crossing. So, uh, according to the, uh, CBSA 
um, website. An absence of more than 48 hours, you can claim goods worth up to $800 Canadian. Wow. I mean, wow. just... That yeah. went up. Because I used to think yeah. it was... I it was, it was 200 yeah. So it's 200 if you're... Uh, Less than? More than 24, but less than 48. Okay. Um, but it used to be $400. So you could bring back like th- like three lightsabers from Four Savvy's? Four lightsabers. No, well, Canadian, yeah, with the right? With the exchange? Okay, yeah, three lightsabers. Okay, three uh, lightsabers. Uh, maybe... I'll bring home my bottle of wine. You bring home my <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe this is a good time to just talk about MCO as an airport. Um, okay. Just to kind of wrap things up a little bit mm-hmm. uh, in terms of what what MCO is like. MCO is an enormous... Huge. It's yeah. a huge yep. airport. And it's always packed. And it's yeah. always yeah. packed. So essentially, there's like the main terminal, and the main terminal is split into two sections. It's A side and B side. And then there are uh, trams that take you to the four different gate locations um, around... Uh, it's kind of like your first ride. Yeah, yeah uh, it's your it first is. ride in Orlando, really. Yeah, yeah you know? and you can see palm trees, yeah. which I yeah. I always feel like I'm there when yeah. I get on that little yeah. tram. I see the palm trees. I feel like okay, now I'm really here. So when you fly into MCO, you're gonna get off at, uh, of your flight, and you're gonna walk a little bit. You're gonna take a, a tram, which is sort of like a monorail. But before you take the tram, is this where you can go and like? get your last minute or pre souvenirs at the stores? No, no that's, that's the main terminal. Oh, okay. So, uh, so when you, so right. we're talking about when you fly in from, right. let's say we're flying in from Canada, we fly in, uh, to, to our gate. Uh, we take the, the tram slash monorail to the main, uh, to the main MCO terminal. And, uh, and that terminal is split into an A side and a B side. That's where most of the shops are. Right. Um, and I guess if you are on your way to Disney and you want to check out some pre-Disney yeah. merchandise, you're more than welcome to. But we usually save that for, for the trip home. Um, but specifically, this is the important part because it is easy to get turned around in uh, in the terminal. If you are taking Disney's Magical Express, uh, which if you're heading to Disney, uh, please do. It's a complimentary service. Um that is on the B side of the terminal. And specifically, when you get into the terminal uh, from your flight, you're going to be on level three. Uh, on the B side, Disney's Magical Express is down on level one. And there's some signs. Once yeah. you get over there, there's some Follow signs. Follow signs. Ask, uh, ask any attendants that you can see. Follow all the people with the Disney yeah. bags and shirts on. Yeah. They will show you <laughs> the way. There will be people who are, who, who are going to yeah. lead the way for you. Darn right. Yeah. And this time, I actually used Uber um, with the kids and called the Uber on my phone before uh, even getting on the tram and waited two minutes from the time it picked me up. And actually, Uber will tell you what gate to go to. Oh, that's good. uh, Where you should stand to wait. And it was fantastic. And it cost me $35, I think, $30 to $35 from MCO to Universal Resort. So that was great. Yeah. So I think that's... uh, that's an important point is that there are more than just magical express yes. uh, transportation, yeah. especially if you're going to universal universal does have its own transportation system from the airport. If you would like to pay for it. And it's about up $35 per person. It's, yeah. yeah. So, it's, it's fairly yeah. expensive. Um, but there, there are cabs as always at yeah. any major airport. Um, but if you're new to the ride share program, like this is, this is a good opportunity to try it out. 
um, Uber or Lyft. Uh, we personally, we like Lyft because the minivans are on Lyft and, um, and we like those. Uh, but those are, uh, I think, usually less expensive ways to get where you're going. And they're a little bit more flexible around your time. Mm-hmm. So uh, we do find there are some people who go... Uh, you know, if you're at Disney and you're heading back to the airport, Magical Express is going to pick you up at least three hours before your flight time if you're flying U.S. domestic. But if you're flying international directly to Canada, it's going to pick you up four hours before. And some people don't mind chancing going to the airport a little bit closer to well, their flight time. Well, especially if your flight is around seven o'clock in the morning, like... Magical Express is picking you up in the middle of the night. You don't need to be there at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so sometimes, even though it's free, you might want to pay that, you Mm -hmm. know, roughly $30 to have the convenience of Uber. Mm -hmm. Um, Minivans do take you to and from the airport. Yes, but But those need to be booked ahead of time. They have to be booked ahead, and I believe they're quite expensive. Yeah. I can't remember the price, but I want to say it's over. And when she says minivans, she means like mini mouse vans. Yeah, like those that have polka polka dots. dots. Um, Which are driven by Disney cast members. Yeah, we've done it a couple times uh, before the, the... they change the rate. Um, they're really nice, but they are, I would say they're a premium. So, you know, if you, if you do want to come and go from the airport in style, Disney (laughs) style, uh, think about doing that, but there, there is a charge for that. So anything Mm -hmm. else that we should touch on? I think, we got a, I think we've what? covered most airline travel. A it's yeah. a little jumbled, that but was, yeah, that was uh, that's a long. Yeah, again, far longer than we'd planned. Yeah, yes. listen again if you missed uh, missed some stuff, <laughs> or if you just need to recap the information. It's or in there somewhere. Just go to Google. <laughs> <laughs> or your friendly neighborhood travel agent. That's right. That's true. Yeah, you know, the, it, there are uh, questions to be answered, and yeah. I know people who don't fly frequently, um, it can be intimidating. Um, but the answers are out there. Yeah, uh, and hopefully this this gave you some information and, and, I don't know, helped you feel a little bit more in control of it. Absolutely. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, this has been something. our uh, our episode all about air travel to, to Walt Disney World, uh, specifically um, MCO in Orlando. Um, we want to thank you for listening on behalf of myself, Ryan, Lauren, and Ryan and Lauren, we are the double doubles and you've been listening to dull whips and double doubles. Thanks for listening. And we look forward to you joining us again next time. Bye.